Press the button, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, my sweet sugar bushes? Welcome to another episode of Snacks Packs. Um, I'm tired. He is always. I, tired. I'm always tired, but for I'm some reason, tired. I'm exceptionally tired today. I don't know why, because I we got done with the show last night at like we got back from the venue at like two or three. How'd that go? It was good. It was that was really where good. that was our first time in a uh, our first time in Lincoln, Nebraska, and Ooh. I I called them Louisville. Uh, one stage, I and I don't, I don't think anyone heard me though, because I was like, it was like right after the Black Parade, and I was, and I was like, I said like Louisville or something, and then nobody really said anything, so I was like, that's good, that's good. Everybody, <laughs> everybody was just kind of cheering. So it's, I, was I like, mean, okay. you know, in Lawrence, where you say everybody's calling a Kansas yeah, City. Yeah, yeah. So I, it's just, it's the L's that we, the only other L place we do is um, Louisville. So yeah. I'm like, it, I, I. But it, they were about it. They, they were good, yeah. They had a good time, yeah. yeah. Uh, it was great. Fucking was it some, full? Someone, someone drove thirteen hours to. That's crazy. To from where? Uh, from Texas. You're and like, I was like, have we have Texas shows? parties. Yeah, yeah, I was like, what? I was like, we have Texas parties. And were they was, there for you? I don't know. No, no, no. He was just like, yeah, you know, we decided we just fucking come to Lincoln and have a good time. And I was like. Because right, well, when you're from Texas, you drive 12 hours, you're still in the same yeah, state. That's so, true. you know, you drive 13 hours. I was whatever. like, and I told him, I was like, you know, we have Texas parties, right? He was like, yeah. He was like, I went to one the other day. And I was, he was like, it's a tight. And These I guys was are like, nuts. Yeah. I was like, all right, man. Fuck yeah, dude. I, <laughs> that's crazy. I'm just not I respect the vibe. it. I, I, I don't want to do anything like that. There are people, man. There are people who follow us around every city we go to. That's so Every rad. city we go to. And I get it, man. It's like the whole fun. It's fun. It's a whole vibe in it. Like it's a whole. It's a good time. It's it, like it a does sound cool. Just you know, um, I like being in my house. Yeah, same, same. <laughs> and a lot of people, and like, there's also people who want to be part of like the crew, so they start everybody hanging, hanging around. around yeah. To, to, Honestly, that, my least favorite thing I, about the whole game is that that's yeah, what you have to do. To hang I around. hate that. Yeah, yeah. Like especially in. If you want to get on a tour yep. or stagehand or whatever, yep. you gotta fucking you like gotta start talking not to only the right you people. gotta do all your work, and then you gotta stay after like four hours yep. drinking and getting to know each yeah, other. So yeah, you yeah. might it's have a, a chance. lot of it's a lot of Fuck work that. and putting in like networking and like Fuck that. people who are like get on big tours and stuff like that. And then it, it's yeah, they might be good at what they do, but it's like. 80%, it's like 80 and 90% networking and luck. Like, yeah, running exactly. into the right person and yeah. the right person liking you. That was what ultimately made me decide when I was kind of at the crux of, like, do I go with music or do I go with engineering? Yeah. And I was like, engineering sucks and compared in work. But it's oh, a safe bet. And But, like, yeah, it's a safe bet. I make, I'll make i make more money probably the whole time. Yeah. But I can work to yeah. a goal. Yeah. In this shit, you're just like, I hope someone likes me. Enough. Yeah. And, yeah. like, I don't like, you know, if I work, all like, 10 hours, or, like, some of those should be crazy. Yeah, you, know, you work yeah. from, like, 8 to, like, 2 in the morning. Yes, sir. And then, you know, like, you want to hang out? I'm like, Fuck, Fuck no, dude. Fuck I want to go home. I want to go I home. I see you all day. It. Yeah. Jesus, I want to go home. I want to go home and sit there and do nothing. Or it's like, we'll, we'll like get done with the show and people come up to us. Be like, well, let's go fucking get some drinks. And I'm like, no. I'm, I want to go. I, I just fucking, 
jumped around on stage for five hours. Like, I want to go home and go to sleep. I'm tired. Yeah, I love being at yeah, home. Yeah, yeah. Like, being at home Shit. is my favorite, even though we're in hotels or Airbnbs, but they're still good. Um, yeah. It's like last night. Last night we got home, and, like, I was already super tired because we had to get up and fucking go to work. Like, yeah, we had to get up early so we could drive to Kansas City and then meet up with Austin there. So, like, after the show... We had stopped by Target before and I got like a bunch of food to make after the show because we always have trouble finding places open because, you know, companies aren't paying their workers enough money for yep. them to be 24 hours anymore, yep. which pisses me off. I, uh, uh, makes me so unbelievably angry. I'm sick of it. Um, but uh, uh, so we got home and like they, we had gotten like pizzas and stuff like that and they were like, Everybody else was cooking the pizza, and I was like, I'm good. I was like, I'm going to take the ice cream I bought and go into my room and eat that and go to sleep. And that's exactly what Hell I did. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what I did. Feels good, yeah, man. it feels great. I man. would always make sure after a show or whatever, come home and, like, I would always watch something, eat something, and smoke. Just, like, to have the time to myself yeah, that I yeah, did yeah. before I went to bed. Music's, uh, music's an industry I want to be a big part in, but... It's hard to make money. It's it's hard to make money regardless of what you're doing, but like getting your foot in the door if you're not a musician, like yeah. You got to have like you, the technical side of things, like yeah. I'm sure it's easy to get your foot in the door on the technical side of things than it is to be like a big musician, but still Probably. it's hard. Like yeah. doing anything in the music industry yeah. is fucking hard. And if you want to get on a tour, it's yeah, hard, it, you know. And or you're get away a good from spot home. with a venue that yeah. you have permanently is hard. All yeah. the all the working conditions are so like temporary, yeah, temporary, temporary, and contract fucking or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, the music. If you want to get in the music industry, I you got to do it out of love. Cons- yeah, and consider your career path because you will not make a lot of money for a long time. And it's like if ever, I want to retire, yeah. not old. You mm-hmm. know, I don't want to. Even if stage handing is so fun, yeah, I don't want to do it for forty years. Yeah, I don't want to do any working for forty years. Yeah, and making a lot of money now is the better way. To I didn't work. even stagehand that long and I was over it. I was like, this sucks, bro. It was like, fun. It was fun as fuck. I like, I had a such time. a good time. I, like, you know, and I met a lot of good people. Like, yeah. I, that's how we met, stagehanding. Yeah, and, true. uh, um, you know, wet weight and all them and yeah. fucking... I met some really great people, but I'm like... I also met some of the worst people I've ever met A hundred percent, dude. Yeah, I met some fucking terrible people. Human yeah, pieces that, of shit. And the music industry is one of those things that attracts those people. It's a lot like, of meth A addicts. lot of meth addicts and a lot of fucking assholes. Yeah. So you just gotta be ready to, like... You gotta be with the shits and, like, knowing who's a good... Like, not knowing who's a good person, but, like, knowing who's, like, a good person to have around yes. you and who's yes. not. Like, cause, there's so many goons. Yeah, Everybody so many in that goons. industry... Like, there's tons of just people who are... Just valueless. It is, They're all it, a human piece of meat that can yeah, pick some stuff up. Sometimes. And they are they are a hundred percent fucking like I don't know what it is, man, about like the music injury. Especially in, they're just there to see the shows yeah, and yeah, smoke weed true. while they're working, you know. And especially in states that don't have a stagehand union, the the goonery is like tenfold. Oh. Like if you have a state that has a stagehand union, fuck, you're gonna make a lot of money. You're gonna yeah. make really good money. Yeah. And good working. And conditions. actually have breaks. Yeah, and have breaks and shit like that. But Remember like, breaks? Dude, I like I was talking to this girl, uh, one of my friends, and she was like, Yeah, I'm part of a stagehand union in like Michigan or something, and I was like, the fuck's a stagehand union? I was like, oh my god! And so if if we had a stagehand union here, and then you could I, have consistent work, I, yeah, and can, you could make consistent fucking money. Exactly. And that would be legit, and and exactly. actually, you know, not get dicked around by a venue owner yeah. or what the fuck. Venue ever. owners, independent venues are few and far in between. And I love we love playing independent venues because the deal is always so good. We get a lot of money from playing independent venues. 
venues that are owned by like conglomerates live nation or something are the deals are not good yeah. at all but yeah. end up working for an independent venue like you know we can attest to this it sucks because you're fucking you just get this you get taken advantage of all yeah. the time like they don't fucking care about you yeah they don't care about you they don't care about your personal life they're you know your front of house manager just as pissed off as you are he's there yeah um and like they probably drunk. yeah yeah and small like independent venues are great we need more of them to be honest but like it's not a union venue or anything like that it's you're you're going to have a tough time. Yeah. It's going to be hard work. If, honestly, the best gigs that I... Because I did, like, kind of everything. Yeah. The best shit was merch. Yeah. Hands down. Yeah. You make so much more money. And and, and, uh, and it's still, like, a job where you're like, I can make I, my money. You I can make I mean? my money. I know what I'm doing yeah. every night. Yeah. It's not something different. Yes. It's consistent. And, like, I can sell this. I can get into a groove of selling stuff. Like, And there are positions for you to be... A professional merch person, yeah. where you go oh, on tour yeah, on with tour, bands yeah. and like professionally sell merch. There's like uh, what sick. our buddy Jason is our merch guy for our Emanite stuff, and he's really good at what he does. And you know, we've been talking about getting him set up to where he can uh, market himself to bands to go on tour yeah. for merch. That's tight. Um, it's it's fantastic. Oh yeah. So, Unrelated uh, note. What? Oh yeah. We'll yeah, come no, to that. Ahead. Fucking Christ. Uh, the. Uh, so if you definitely listen to our last season, it was our last one, right? We covered cults, yeah. where I covered the Mormon church, yeah. and, uh, you know, up to you if that sounds like a cult, but I thought it really sounded like a cult. Absolutely. And, um, just by pure coincidence that time, a Mormon missionary, a young woman added me on Facebook, and she has been messaging me, trying to get me to go to church, and I told her... Not a church guy. I don't do... We should go. I don't do church. We I thought should, about we it. We should go. So, That'd uh, be good content. We should go. I thought about it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll dress as fucking... I'll put my mohawk up. I will dress as degenerate as I can. I'm in my suicide boy yeah. shirt. <laughs> my 666 on it. What's up, uh, And so, let's see. They were messaging me. Um, Yeah, I just... I was like, I don't really go to church. It's not my thing. So, hadn't talked to them in... Uh, looks like eight weeks now, nice, nice. and I get this message out of the blue. I haven't reached out in a few weeks, more than a few weeks, but I wanted to reach out again and see how you're doing and see if you'd be interested in learning more about Christ's church that's been restored again to the earth and how it can give us a purpose in life and help us find true joy as we center our lives on Jesus Christ. So is that something you're interested in learning about? <laughs> it sounds like the kid who sings the Fortnite yeah. song. <laughs> uh, what I, does this person look like? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll pull it up. We uh, should go to church, dude. They have one out here. Where at? In Lawrence. Dude, uh, let's go. Here's them in front of the sign of it, I guess. Yeah, um, that voice... I I just like want a nineteen year old to sell me on eternal salvation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, dude, I, look, I'm not like so much older than you, but like another ten years yeah, of living after yeah. that, and all ten of those years were very confident yeah. that I didn't need God in my life and uh, had no yeah, desire or love for it. Yeah, and now a nineteen year old who's experienced relatively nothing in their life yeah. is gonna be like really tell sell me, me on it. Tell me what you, the horrors oh, you want to be happy? Have? You yeah. need Jesus. Yeah. So I'm like, dude, I've looked for happiness in so many places. Yeah, and Jesus. It ain't God. It ain't God. <laughs> I assure you that. Oh, that messed cracked me we up. We should go, man. Yeah. Be, dude, I feel 
like... Can we bring one of the... Don't you have a audio recorder right there? Like a... We could use that as like I a might. mic. I might. Isn't it? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, yeah, we could use that or something. I like want. That. I want to like do it in a way where they don't think we're making fun of them. Because when we show well, up, looking we how we're gonna show like up. Goons. Yeah. I think it'd be really funny if we thrifted to look like Mormons. Yeah. And like tried to dress as our Mormon church best. But God, I want to dress like a goon. So I know. Bad. I kind of want to see out. how they would react. I want to goon out. I we could bring our GoPros and like hide them somewhere. I don't even want. I would want to be more obvious. About more it. obvious. Yeah. Yeah. Just like we're here. You know, this is what I'm documenting my experience. Yeah. Honestly, so I keep my GoPro on yeah. my my, on my yeah. backpack all the time. 98% of people don't even ask me about it or give a shit. I could just honestly put it on, like, my, oh, shit, my fucking camera's been on. Oh. Give me a second, gang. Why is it on? I don't know. I guess I forgot to turn it off. Has this been recording for, like, hours it's and hours? recording. It's just... Probably she, hot. She's pretty hot. Hot? Yeah. yeah. she's good, though. She's all right. All right. Didn't yeah. burst into flame? Yeah. I thought your cat was about to eat something or no, something ridiculous. I, we like, looked over I, like, my shoulder. I looked over your shoulder and saw, like, a light, and I was like, what is that? And I looked over in my... Because I got it working now where I can use my... Uh, where I can use my Sony camera as a webcam, and there's yeah. no lag, and it's fucking crisp. Yeah, it clear. looks nice. Yeah, it looks really nice, so I keep forgetting to close it sometimes. All right, let's just get this over with. Um, Yeah, but, dude, God. we should go goo now. I can put my GoPro... I have that same clip. I can put it on, like, the lapel of my, like leather jacket or something like that i i will i just want to maybe we could meet her yeah. you know and maybe not put her in an uncomfortable position of being at the church yeah. while we're going but like meet her and, and like tell us why should we join the mormon church yeah that's what well, i want that's know. a good idea yeah you want to come on the podcast and be like oh. tell us why yeah and, and let's and, do it yeah, we should. I'll I'd, talk to her. About I don't. It. Want, I bet she go. The for only it. thing is, I don't want to like make fun of this no, girl. I don't want to like rip her. her to shreds or anything. But like that. But I'm gonna tell her like little. I got issues with Mormonism. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm gonna bring up. You know what? I didn't. I felt really bad about this. I'll, I'll address it to the fans. There was so much kookery with with Mormonism. I kind of forgot to get into how awful they are to gay yeah, people. The, yeah, yeah, I talked terrible. about how racist they are and their you know weird polygamous history and ongoing support for that. But they're also super not LGBT yeah. friendly. No, they so fucking hate. Gay I would people. you know maybe we should talk to her. Let's yeah, do it. Let's, let's do it. We do it. In yeah. the meantime, let's drink this guy. Oh, so I was we were trash. on the road and we stopped at this gas station and they had a bunch of different sodies like ranch soda. But it, ranch soda had up some like. Do you hear the crackle? Are you getting that? When you moved something, I did. It was. I was moving because I was crackling. All right, whatever. Oh, uh, there it is. Yeah. What the fuck? What is that? Is that? I don't think so. I don't know. Oh. What is it? I don't know. I think it's just. Something's, I hope that doesn't show up in the audio. I mean, it's not gonna oh, be anything on. crazy. I don't. Uh, it's not gonna fucking be deafening. It's annoying. Hold on. Okay, I can't, oh. I can't tell if if it's it me off. I'll, if, <laughs> if it shows up in the audio, I'll fucking edit it out. We'll have to re-record. It'll be all right. It'll be okay. I assure you, it's not that. Right. It's not gonna be that big a deal. All right. Um, but I stopped at this gas station. They had a bunch of different sodas. One of the sodas I had was ranch, but it had some like white film on the top of it, and I was like, that looks to like come. So <laughs> I'm good. Um, but I found this one called Bloody Nose, and we're going to try it and see what it's like. I had one that was cookies and cream, but like I said, it was overpoweringly cookies and cream. 
I'm not looking forward to this. It'll be alright. It's gonna taste like blood. It's gonna taste like blood. I'm alright with that. It's gonna you see a little salty. Uh, no. It's like strawberry. Oh, really? Wait. <laughs> <laughs> That's not great. That's not good. It Ugh. smells alright. Like, tastes like medicine. That's awful. Who the fuck would drink oh. this? Gross Gus's bloody nose. <sighs> Does he just make sodies that are gross? That's your fucking shtick? Mm. Yeah, that's not good. Fuck. That's disgusting. It tastes convincingly like snot. Yeah, it does. Yeah, that's true. I yeah. gotta hand it to him. He nailed that. that so, thanks, disgusting. gross yeah, Gus. That was fucking fuck. awful. I didn't think... Ugh. I thought it was gonna be like strawberry or something. No. Ow! Ow, my voice hurts. You have like a cord or something? What? A crackle. Hey, dude, it's fine. I don't know. But it's weird. I don't know. I didn't notice it until you started talking about it. That's because your hearing is really bad. Yeah, me too. <laughs> that too. Um, okay, you so. You ready to talk about yeah, what we're here today? To talk we're about? talking about natural born killers. What'd you think? It's a fucking wild ass Bro, movie. I had never seen it before. Had you? No, I hadn't. It was. I heard about it all nuts. the time, but I, ne- I, dude, it's. Fucking... Everybody calls it Tarantino's first movie, but it, he wrote it. He didn't direct it, so it is a, a Tarantino. It is such a Tarantino it, yeah. movie. <laughs> uh, Shocking. But we'll get into Tarantino in this film when I'm done talking. Yeah. Okay. Um. So basically, uh, this movie follows Mickey Knox and Mallory Wilson. Um. The opening scene is like they're at a diner. And uh, they're at a diner, and <clears throat> Mallory's got this, like, hippie outfit on. And Mickey's at the uh, the bar of the diner, and they're like, you know, Mallory goes up, puts some money in the jukebox, and she's dancing around, and these fucking three good old boys come in, and they're just being hella disrespectful and fucking... When I'm like, I'm gonna go up there and take my shot, and he Dude. goes and starts dancing yeah. with her. Yeah, disgusting. Just, yeah, just yeah. starts like dancing. This with is her. Woody Harrelson and Juliet Lewis. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Woody, good old Woody Harrelson. Um, I, I do. <laughs> I love. Woody I Harrelson. love. I love him to death. Specifically, horny Woody Harrelson. Yeah, because yeah. he's just such a disgusting yeah. <laughs> animal. There's a scene. Let me find it. I'm gonna yeah. find something. Um, so this guy goes up and is trying to dance with Mallory, but he's being super gross about it, and like. Just saying a bunch of gross shit, and she starts whooping his ass. Uh, she starts beating him up, and uh, <clears throat> the guy's friend sits there and watches it. Sorry, it was only two gen- degenerates. The third one stayed out to work on the truck because their truck broke down. But uh, um, the uh, friend starts watching her kick his ass, and then she hits him or does something, causes like a scene of blood splatter on the wall, and the friend is like, "Oh shit!" and gets up and is gonna go, I guess, hurt Mallory. That's when Mickey stands up. And pulls out a giant buck knife. Huge. And starts stabbing this dude straight the fuck up. Just starts stabbing him to death. And uh, then he pulls out his pistola. And the uh, lady in the back of the kitchen that was cooking comes out and is going to throw a butcher knife at him. And he turns and shoots her. There's this fucking scene. And it's like, this movie took 11 months to edit. Because there were so There's, many cutaways. That makes sense. So many cutaways of Dude. just like random images and stuff Every like that. Every time someone said something, <laughs> yeah. verbed, did a thing, yeah. they would flash a half second. Yeah. Sometimes two shots. Yeah. 
Oh, sometimes it'd be even over layered. Yeah, yeah. I describe it to my girlfriend as watching three movies at once. It is like, 100% on the same like screen. watching three movies at once. Insanity. And so um, he turns and shoots this cook lady, and it's got. And then it's a scene of like the camera is attached to the bullet, and it's like going towards her in kind of slow motion. And then that was her, cool. And That's then blood funny. goes everywhere. Yeah. Um, Excuse me. And then there is the diner waitress and another guy left alive. And the diner waitress was giving Mallory shit for, like, as soon as they came in and sat down. So Mallory's like, oh, you know, who's going to, you know, that we always leave one person alive. Who's going to, who is it going to be? She's doing, she's doing, like, eeny, meeny, miny, mo, And she lands on the waitress and fucking Woody Harrelson turns his gun to the waitress and just bl- blam kills her yeah. he immediately kills her <clears throat> so um we it, the movie essentially you're following around Mike, Mickey and Mallory their 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 goal in life is just to be killers just to kill just to kill they love killing they're all about it they love it so much they're fucking super the f- about it and the film is told semi non-linearly where it'll just kind of cut to a random scene yeah. that you're like oh this is in the past yeah. oh this you know what i mean you kind of it's so, a little hard to tell how far time has passed yeah, in the movie. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So you you find out um, Robert Downey Jr. is in this movie as a television personality who covers like serial killers and crimes and stuff like that. He's yeah. like a, a he's like a you. Yeah, it's like a, yeah <laughs> pretty much. But he's got like this, I, he's got this Australian accent. I also too. love nineties. Uh, Dejan Downey. Oh yeah, dude, the he best. is crazy the best, back then. Like, he was such definitely an on animal. Coke. Definitely oh. on coke all the time. Oh god, yeah. Gotta love Robert Downey Jr. That man is, dude's a fucking. He's a hero. What a hero. What we a hero. Robert Downey yeah. Jr. So we find out later that Mickey and Mallory meet each other because Mickey shows up to Mallory's house. Uh, excuse me. In a, in a like sitcoms film. That's, episode, that's what I was gonna yeah. say. They're in like so this this whole scene is shot as like a sitcom like film a 50s one, with like a yeah. fifty one with a laugh track and everything and, and like, Rodney Dangerfield. And so um, we get to this scene. They're in the house and like it's like a live studio sitcom, like I said. And uh, Mickey shows up at. It's it's Mallory's family, and she's dressed to go out, but she looks like, you know, she's dressed scandalous, so her dad's like, it's fucking going out like that, blah, blah, blah. Uh, her dad is also, a like, a rapist. Like, it is yeah. heavily, you know, shown that he sexually assaults yeah. her, which is rough. It's Actually... A, it's her real father, right? It's her real father, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, like, that is her, like, the family, that's Mallory's real family, but, yeah. you know, it's I couldn't it's remember if they implied style. if it was a stepdad. No, no, I, I'm pretty sure it, it's, it's her real father, but. Because, look, there's absolutely no situation where it's okay, but yeah. I think it's, like, even more insane when it's literally your own child. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You're just a special <laughs> Yeah, monster. you're a fucking that's piece of shit. Um, it's funny, because in the scenes where, because there are scenes where he, like, gropes her butt, and. In those scenes, Rodney Dangerfield was like, "I'm not doing that." You, oh, really? You, yeah, you have to get a body double to do that. I'm not doing that. Oh, good for him. Yeah, he was super. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, he was very much like. I mean, I don't even think I don't even think it was it. Mallory that was in those scenes either. They might have got two body doubles, but he was like, "I'm not doing that." Like, I I refuse to. 
<clears throat> Let's see. What year was she born? Which good for him. She was born in 73, so she was 21 in this movie. Yeah, so, okay. yeah. But That's, still, I mean, you still, know. Still. I mean, Ronnie Dangerfield is an old, creepy yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. One he, of the ugliest men ever born. He, he, has, he has built a career on being a degenerate. A so, I, Yeah, I a know. Sleaze, And he's still like, no. <laughs> he's so good about it, too. So I know. He's, he dude, plays a great sleaze. He was cracking me up. Yeah. I was just like, Jesus. Yeah. Like, no one could be as, like, casually awful yeah, as, yeah. as Dangerfield. Um, so... We there. This whole ordeal is happening. The mom isn't doing anything about it. The son is much younger, and he's in like kiss makeup and stuff like that. And uh, you could tell Mallory and her brother are kind of like on the same wavelength. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. And then there's a knock at the door. They open the door. It's Mickey, and he is delivering fifty pounds of beef. Now, yeah. it's beef. Yeah, yeah. So uh, he walks in and is in like waiting. a loose wet yeah, bag. He, in like, yeah, a loose bag of beef. I was like, is that how And he's covered this? in blood. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so as he's doing this, uh, Mallory walks down the stairs and they kind of make eye contact. And he's, it's love at first sight. He's like, you're the prettiest thing I've ever seen in my life. And they end up running away together. Um, then they come back. Oh, well, yeah. They right. run away together right, at first because right. the family's fighting. Yeah, yeah. And then they end up coming back, and uh, Mickey kills her father. Um, she helps kill him, but Mickey kills her father. Um, and then, you know, she goes upstairs to the parents' bedroom where the mother is sleeping, and they're tying her to the bed, and she's like, you never did anything when he would hurt me, yeah. so you're just as guilty, which her. agreed. And yeah. she burns her mom alive. Yeah. Um, as they're leaving, the little brother opens his door and sees Mickey and Mallory and just killed both their parents and are leaving. And Mickey starts walking towards him to kill him. And Mallory's like, no, 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 he didn't do anything. And she's like, you're free now. You can go. And, and he, he like, like kind of smiles nods, at her and nods yeah. at her. And then I was like, Hell damn, yeah. that's crazy. It's <laughs> Shit. <tight>. Fuck <laughs> them parents, dude. Um, so they're going around uh, fucking murdering people, getting into shootouts, uh, they get to, like, there's a scene where they're in a hotel and they're kind of, like, talking to each other and, you know, kind of, like, fight. They, they, they fight for a second and they start banging one out and Mickey's, like, looking off somewhere and then it shows what he's looking at and they have a hostage tied up in the hotel room. Yeah. And then Mallory's like, why do you keep looking at her? Blah, 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 blah. Um, and so they run off, take off, fucking, she's mad, so she starts driving around, going for a drive, and as she's driving down the street, some dude just gets his fucking blown out, his face blown off, middle of the street by some random guy. Yeah. And I was like, okay. Yeah. And she just, like, watches it and laughs. And then she goes to a mechanic shop to get gas or a gas station. And then she, like, starts banging the, uh, starts to oh. bang the, uh, the, mecha mechanic. The, the gas station clerk yeah. or mechanic. And then decides she doesn't want to do that anymore and just shoots him. He, like... I don't know. He like grabs her, and it kind of implies a reminder of her dad, and then yeah. she gets mad and kills him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I don't know. The scene was insane. Yeah, it, it was. was it was charged. a lot. It yeah. was a lot. So after that, we are introduced to um, the individual that is hunting Mallory and uh, Mallory and Mickey. He's a cop. His name is uh, Doctor Jack. Uh, I'm sorry, Detective Jack. What is his full name? Jack, uh, the guy Tom Sizemore. It's Jack Tom Sizemore. Yeah, Skag. I can't remember. Skag Who? something. Oh, it's Skag Skagmetti. Skagzegi. Spaghetti. Spaghetti. Or Skagmetti. Spaghetti. Skagnetti. Tom Sizemore. God, God damn, damn it. it! Give me the fucking name. <laughs> Tom uh, Sizemore. I didn't write it because I my notes weren't about the movie. Yeah. 
It was Scagnetti, right? Is it Scagnetti? Yeah, Scagnetti. Yeah, so so Detective Jack Scagnetti, uh, and he's like this fucking balls-to-the-wall, hardened detective. um, But like kind of a TV in front of a camera detective. Yeah, like absolutely a a TV show detective. Always getting that publicity. Yeah, and he's also, and he's like super popular too. Everyone knows who he is. He's a hero. They read his books. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he wrote a book and everything, and he's like, Oh, yeah, like, he's looking at the imprints on the uh, car from Mallory and the clerk, you know, getting down and dirty. He's like, that's a great ass. He's like, that's a great ass, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, just like, And then, you know how they find out, they they pull one of her pubic hairs out of the dead guy's mouth. That's right, that's right. And it's like, Jesus, this movie is crass. So, um, then we go to a scene where, um, um... Mickey and Mally are driving around, and they run out of gas in the middle of nowhere, and they find this little house, and and there's a Native American living there with his grandson, and there's a there is a Navajo, um, which uh, I might be wrong, but I think Navajo you can also call Dene, I can't remember to be honest, um, but. This dude is Navajo, and there's a language barrier, but they kind of understand what they're saying. They seem to just saying. understand each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. understand each other, and, like, they're like, hey, we ran out of gas. We need help. Like, do you have any gas we can buy off you? And he kind of takes them in and feeds them and stuff like that, and, like, they're in this little hut. Um, they're in this little hut, and uh, the the grandpa is showing Mickey pictures of his son, who was a Marine, and was killed overseas, and he's taking care of his grandson now. And uh, Mallory was like, "Oh yeah, he was your baby boy, wasn't he?" And like, it's it's kind of it's, it's r- really scene. fucking it's sad too. It like is. you know, it's like really fucking sad. And they like can't really communicate. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's really neat. Yeah. So and he, they seem to. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. no what you're gonna say? Well, it's like they. Were, I think you're gonna, you're gonna cover that. They seem to imply that the Native American like understands what kind of people. Yeah, they are. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, understands what kind of people they are, and like this is Got also snakes all over. Yeah, his, oh, there's rattlesnakes yeah, everywhere, and like there's a scene where you, they like run into a rattlesnake in the hut, and like Mickey and Mallory be like, "Holy fuck!" And the uh, Navajo just picks it up and just starts like petting it, yeah. and like lets it go, um, and that like freaks them out too because they're like, "How the fuck are you handling one of those snakes?" But uh, there's definitely like. This is this might be the first person that they run into that they don't want to kill. Yeah, like they they kill everyone they run into. Everyone they have an interaction with in this movie, they end up usually. I, I can't think of a person besides like the some of the main people that don't end up being killed, but they also oh, end yeah, up being killed. Yeah. They kill everyone, so right. it's like this is the first person that they don't want to kill. And so, um, nightfall comes and uh, Mickey and Mally are sleeping. And Mickey is having these, like, really bad dreams about his childhood. His dad was super abusive and stuff like that. Just, like... Didn't... No, okay, yeah. He he was delirious, right? Wasn't he, like, weird? Or is just the dreams? He was sleeping. Oh, he was okay. asleep, and he was having these fucking, It's just because like, of how it was filmed. I yeah, couldn't really yeah. tell he was sleeping, what they were implying. And he was having these fucking awful dreams about, like, his childhood and stuff like that. <clears throat> and he wakes up in a panic and ends up shooting the Navajo. He shoots this dude and kills him, and they're, like, fucking upset. Like, you know, Mickey and Matt, like, Mickey and Mallory both are, like, upset about it because they didn't want to kill this guy, and also they got this grandson he's got to take care of. So they end up, uh, and, and the Navajo guy is, like, 
at one point was told them like you have a de- like you're you're a demon like you have a demon inside of you and I can see it. Um, and when he gets shot, he was like, you know, I had visions of you coming to kill me I have for been years. Waiting yeah, for you I've been waiting for you. Years. Yeah, twenty yeah. years to come and kill Such me. Such a cool scene, dude. It's a, it's really like, it, like it really is not. I like that's its own scene out of the movie. Like yeah. it, it has nothing to do with anything Kinda else out know. there, but it's like a good scene. So and, and like um, it's like the first person, the only person we see so up to that point that they give a shit that they killed. Yeah, like they're really upset that he had done it. Yeah, they are incredibly upset that that uh, you know Mallory's super upset that Mickey killed them, and Mickey is upset with himself because like they they get up and they're like freaking out, and Mallory's like, "Why'd you kill him? He was helping us." Blah 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 blah. And uh, Mickey was like, it was an accident. Like I, you know, I didn't mean to. Like he feels bad about it, and I think part of it is also too. He feels like he's like cursed now. Yeah, basically. yeah. Um, so they stumble around in the desert for a little bit, and they come up to like a like a field of rattlesnakes, and they just get bit a whole oh, bunch of times. Bunch, yeah. <clears throat> so they go to. Uh, they end up getting to a supermarket, and they're looking for something to cure this rattlesnake. Bite. Where's the snake juice? Yeah, where's the snake juice? And he goes up to the fucking, uh, like, Mallory's walk, like, stumbling around the, the store. Basically, like, faint. Yeah, yeah, and Mickey goes up to the pharmacy and is like, is like, give me what you got for fucking, like, pulls out his gun, is like, give me what you got for this, that, and the other, and there's a special on TV of Mickey and Mallory. Because at this point... No, he didn't have his gun out. At first. Yeah, at first yeah. he didn't have his and gun. That's right. He sees that the guy's watching the special that yeah. has them in it. Yeah, and then, and he, he, pulls then he pulls out his gun. Uh, and and to make it clear, the reason why this movie was so controversial, I forgot to I forgot to reiterate this at all. Mickey and Mally are famous for being yes, serial killers. Yeah. People love them. They're like yeah. they're, they're like, like a, the Bonnie this, and Clyde. Yeah, a serial killing yeah. couple love it to death. It's the best. Call them the charismatic killers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the charismatic killers and everything. So it's like that's one of the controversies about this film. It was glorifying these serial killers. Anyways, um, the TV special says, "Oh, uh, they always keep one person alive because, like, at the diner they kept that one guy alive, and after they killed the 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 waitress, they were like." They told that dude, you tell them Mickey and Mallory did this, blah, blah, yeah, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Um, and so, oh, that's right. That was yeah. one person they didn't kill. Yeah, yeah. so um, he's like, get the shit fucking out of the pharmacy. And then he po- points his gun at the guy, and he's like, oh, but you only keep one person alive. And I think he kills him, right? Yeah, because he he's like, him. well, if I didn't kill you, then this wouldn't be notable. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was so funny. Yeah, I was like, the, shit. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, so then he blows uh, him. But he has an AMT-44 yeah, yeah. automag, too. Crazy gun. The, the, the weapons he was carrying in this movie were like... Kind of out of the norm. They were for, crazy uh, for a Tom Sizemore killer. carried a, a Desert Eagle, yeah, yeah, and he had an AMT Automag, which was like a pretty rare gun. That's yeah. crazy. That's crazy. That's bizarre. So um, at this point, the police have been called. He hit a, the the um, the uh, pharmacy dude had hit a panic button, and the police show up, and Mickey and uh, Mallory runs out and gets grabbed by fucking. Tom Sizemore and is like threatening her and everything and then Mickey comes out and is like don't hurt her don't hurt her and they get arrested yeah so this brings that us, scene is insane yeah, yeah. Too. <laughs> it's uh, Tom Sizemore cuts her yeah cause to draw him out he's like he's got her by the throat and then he like cuts her on the hand and yeah, that's the only thing that gets Woody Harrelson to come out he says uh, you know Tom Sizemore's like come out or I'll hurt her and fucking Mallory's like, don't fucking do it, and don't do it, Mickey. And Mickey's like, well, I can find another another girl. And then he cuts her, and, and she, like, screams. And he's like, all right, all right, I'm coming out. And there was a whole scene, too, in the beginning where they got married on a bridge. Um, that whole scene was a 
yeah. interesting. They, yeah. The Mickey very was, charged. Yeah, Mickey. So horny. Mickey was their was their officiator of the wedding. Yeah, and they got they married cut right off. Yeah, the cut hands. themselves in the hand. Everything. Classic. But anyways, we go to the prison now. They're in prison, and this is where we meet the warden uh, of that prison, who is Tommy Lee Jones, and a fucking wild ass haircut he's got. Um, he looks like. He looks like dude. Tommy Lee Jones was amazing. He looks like the Wolverine. He's I, like wait, yeah. I didn't know. I didn't look up anything about the movie. Me neither. I, and I actually didn't even know that the person on the front was Woody Harrelson. So I was like, oh shit. Yeah. And then so as Tommy Lee comes in, I'm like, oh fuck. Yeah. Yes. I was super surprised when Tommy Lee came. I in. I feel like you skipped something that Tom Sizemore did by now. Didn't you skip that where he has the lady over to his hotel? Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Uh, sorry, I totally forgot. Yeah. So Tom Sizemore. Uh, Detective this was Scanetti. like in our introduction. Yeah, 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 yeah. So in the beginning, when you're you, so you meet him and you, you're like, all right, this guy's a batshit crazy detective. Um, and then there's a scene where he's in a hotel room with this girl, and they're like banging it out and having a good it's, time. She's pro- yeah, sex worker, yeah, she's sure, a yeah. sex worker, and he's like, oh, you know, have you ever been? Uh, choked? Yeah, have you ever been choked? Let uh-huh. me choke you. I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm not gonna hurt you. He ends up fucking killing her, and, and he like does, he's got yeah. scratches on it. She like fights back, and he's got scratches on his face. The next scene where he's like, I think he shows up to. I think it's that's the scene is after, after that scene is when they go to the mechanic shop. Yeah, I think. Yeah, he has scratches yeah. on his face from her after yeah. he killed her. Yeah, so he's like he's fucking uh, crazy. Yeah, he's, I mean that's the kind of thing about this movie. Everyone is awful. Everyone, every is single terrible. person, is absolutely horrible. terrible. Um, so now we go to the. Jail and Mickey and Mallory are in separate cells. Um, Robert Downey Jr. wants to do a special after the Super Bowl with interviewing Mickey, and uh, he's like, "It'll be great. Like, you know, everyone will know who you are. This, that, and the other." And then, uh, fucking Tom Sizemore is talking to Tommy Lee Jones, and he's like, "Tom Sizemore is supposed to transport them somewhere." And Tommy Lee Jones is like, well, you know, just fucking kill him. Yeah, he, pretty much. He was yeah. like, he's like, well, you know, if they catch a couple of some lead while on the way there, yeah, what's gonna happen? You'd be famous. Yeah, you'd be a hero. Yeah, and so they're trying to really just get fame off all of this. And Tom Sizemore wants to be the the one that killed Mickey and Mallory, um, killed the most prolific yeah. serial killers of the of the time. And so, because at this point, arrested, they had confirmed killed fifty two people. Yeah, fifty two people. Yeah, that's shit, a lot, lot of people. people. And like mostly separate incidents. Yeah, that, yeah, absolutely. So um, Mickey agrees to this interview with Robert Downey Jr. and he agrees to this interview with Robert Downey Jr. and he's like, "All right, you know, I'll do it, whatever." Because it's going to be after the Super Bowl. It's going to make Robert Downey Jr.'s career explode. Yeah. explode. Even though he's already pretty famous. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. Does yeah. the profiles on serial killers? Yeah. A lot. Um, and so. Uh, they start this interview, and obviously I'm skipping a whole lot of shit, but they start this interview, and Mickey has shaved off all of his hair and everything, and they start doing this, and um, they're talking and talking, and Mickey's saying, like, you know, everyone's a, you know everyone's got a demon inside of them. I found comfort in killing people. Like, that's just what I do. Um, has a big, long, cool speech yeah, about yeah. how awesome <clears throat> and normal and it how is cool for him he to is. kill people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And how does... So a prison riot starts because like the inmates start like so that was I lo- I love the whole yeah, last third of the movie yeah. so like we get a couple of allusions to it because Tommy Lee Jones says that when these two got put in the prison everybody got really silent and like the prison has been like on edge ever yeah. since <laughs> and, there, and then, there are scenes where Tommy Lee Jones is talking to Sizemore and he'll stop and look around and Sizemore will be like what he's like, and he'll be like you hear that. You hear that? 
it's silent. Yeah. Nothing good happens yeah. when it's silent in a prison. And he even at one point stops uh, like someone from trying to kill someone in the cafeteria just yeah. in the middle of talking to Tom Sizemore. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they, they're, they're watching. So I was confused because I thought the interview was supposed to be after the Super Bowl. So they would record it and then it would be Play out. Play after the Super Bowl. It's live. But yeah. it's live yeah. during the Super Bowl, which didn't really make a lot of yeah. sense. And they um, put... Uh, the interview on the TV in the prison and everybody's oh, yeah. watching it and just like getting kind of tense and a little bit agreeing with yeah. everything Woody Harrelson says and then they just kind of go nuts. Yep. They just kind of go nuts. And it starts a prison riot, so... And everybody starts clearing out their fucking beefs. <laughs> yes, sir. And so in the... Insane uh, dude, it's, Yeah, it's bananas. It is pure chaos. So in the interview area, fucking... Uh, in the interview area, Tommy Lee Jones gets a call and it's his like right-hand security guard and he's like, hey... Uh, we got a prison, we got a riot out of control going on. And so Tommy Lee Jones shuts down and like gets to Robert Downey Jr. Like you're, I got to go take care of this. We have a fucking out of control riot happening. This interview's done. Shut it down. And Robert Downey Jr. is like, no, my interview, don't no. let us go a little bit longer. Even though there's a riot yeah, happening. Yeah, even though there's prison. a riot happening. And long story short, Mickey ends up. Getting a hold of a shotgun. Yeah. Oh, that scene is crazy, yeah, too. Gets a hold of a shotgun and immediately just blasts, like, three guards. Just yeah. Starts shooting three or three or four guards. He hits also one of the cameramen yeah. and the one of the... I, no, I think that's it for in there. Yeah, I think yeah, four yeah, people yeah, yeah. die, yeah. So, uh... Um, and he, he rounds up his, his hostages. Yeah, rounds everybody up and he's like, all right, come with me, like, fucking... Uh, at, and at, as this is happening... Tom Sizemore is in Mallory's cell talking to her, and then being they start creep. being really creepy, and then Mallory's like, well, you know, do you want to have sex? And he's like, absolutely, and starts taking his clothes off, and then she starts She's beating disgusting. the, yeah, she takes advantage of that and starts beating the shit out of him. Uh, yeah. So the plan is but Mickey. Then the guards come in. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, uh, Mickey is going to go to get Mallory out, obviously, with all of his hostage. So they start going around the prison, going through the prison, and like Robert Downey Jr. They're live streaming all of this. It's all live. It, that's they're broadcasting yeah, this hostage yeah. situation, Insane everything, news. yeah, the riot, <laughs> yeah. And so, um, they're going through the prison. Robert Downey Jr. gets attacked a few times, and fucking Mickey has to like shoot the prisoners that are attacking him. Um. And then, oh man, oh, I think I just thought, I'm like trying to remember what happened next. I can't remember. They shoot the ones attacking. Oh yeah, Robert Downey Jr. shoots them, and they uh, basically just use the phalanx of hostages that are like dying. Yeah. Uh, and oh yeah, and so they get a little respite where they're talking. Robert Downey Jr. breaks up with his wife and then tries to marry his girlfriend. She's not about it. She dumps him. Oh, yeah. I forgot and, he's a girlfriend and then, wife. Yeah, because yeah. he's a piece of shit. Yeah. And uh, then he's, like, so about it. He's like, let's get out of here. You know, um, we'll you know, do an interview after. It'll be badass. And they... Uh, um, fucking Woody Harrelson makes this amazing apparatus where he duct tapes shotguns under the mouths of the cop and I think Robert Downey Jr. And he has it so he's got his fingers in the trigger so he's like walking through the prison just That's ready incredible. to blow their yeah. brains out at, the, at a moment's notice. And so that could be on camera and the police wouldn't shoot yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Which is hilarious. That's, <laughs> I, what insanity. A, what a, uh, how am I forgetting all this? I think maybe, maybe I actually like fell asleep a little bit during that the part. last part yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but go on and yeah. yeah. So he's he, they get them with the shotguns under their heads. They're making their way through the prison. That scene is also insane. Like they're just like 
killing people on their way there, getting killed. And then Tommy Lee Jones meets them with the the guys, and they're like, no fucking chance. You're fucking getting down here. I'll yeah. never fucking let you. <laughs> and then they have the cameras, and uh, they're like, absolutely, you're going to let us go yeah. down there. And uh, then they walk out, and they close the door behind them, and then the riot catches up to uh, fucking Tommy Lee Jones, and they cut his head off. No shit. Yeah, they cut his fucking head off. I do remember that. It at the yeah, end. I do yeah. remember that. And then uh, they get out of the prison and like just kind of get away to this uh, space where um, they're actually interviewing Robert Downey Jr., on the camera, and then they're like, okay, we're going to kill you now. Yeah. And he's like, no. And they got Mallory could... out at this point, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah Mallory yeah, and then yeah. were out. And yeah. uh, Did the, they kill? They had that scene, like, to get out of that and start the whole hostage, like, parade to the front. Yeah. they He goes to, he takes some of his hostages to Molly, and uh, she, uh, or, then he has, like, that little shootout where he, like, blows everybody apart, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then they... Uh, fucking time size more dies there obviously yeah, and that's yeah, how yeah. they get out they got Mallory out uh, and then they have another cool speech in front of the camera and they fucking split Robert Downey Jr. to pieces they Jesus shoot him like eight Christ. times God each damn. with the shotgun God. yeah it's like on Robocop, camera yeah. too so they like they like later the news cuts to his camera they're like hey wh- what's going on and it's like his corpse on Jesus the TV and they're like Christ. oh yeah. fuck <laughs> gotta change that uh, real yeah. quick uh, and the movie ends with them um, growing old and having kids and being free. No shit. Yeah. Okay. I had to rewatch the last. Asleep at the I end. did fall asleep yeah. at the end. Yeah. That movie though is like a fever dream. It you is. Can't really yeah. tell. It's, it's 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 how long you've been watching. Yeah. You know, or any. It's super weird. It is an interest. So one of the. But it ends with them fucking getting away. Yeah, getting away and having kids scot free, dude. Free. Yeah. So my uh, presumably they do stop killing. Yeah. That's yeah. I. I I would imagine they'd have to if they've got a whole family to deal with. They had a thing about how the native had made them want to stop killing. That's right. Then they got in the prison situation, and Robert Downey Jr. is like, well, you don't want to kill me? That guy said, you you know, he's like, well, just like one last one. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Got a freebie here, dude. Yeah, and then they get him. So as you said in the beginning, this movie was a script by Quentin Tarantino. Feels so, like a Quentin Tarantino. So movie. whenever, uh, and one thing, the director, who the fuck was the director? Or something, Stone, Oliver, something, um, Oliver Stone. Yeah, uh, you know that the scenes where you'd hear really loud, like African traditional music or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah. So he would do that on the production set. Excuse me. He would play that music as loud as possible to keep everybody tense. Before they shot a scene, uh, um, so but anyways, so he's doing his Kubrick shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, one thing Quentin Tarantino always does is when he releases a movie, he releases a book about the movie, so you can get more in depth to the characters. Okay, because uh, you know it's usually oh the book is released and they make a movie out of it. He's like no, he's like I don't like doing that. He's like I want to release a book after the movie, so if you want more and you want more story, You're you can. About Tarantino re- does yeah, this? yeah, not yeah. Quentin or not Oliver Stone. No, who this is Quentin it? Tarantino. Okay. Um, like he released a book for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, um, stuff like that. So he does that usually with every movie he makes. Um, so he released a book for Natural Born Killers, and the studio, the people that bought the script from him. We're like, we bought the rights that you can't do that. And he was like, fuck you. It's yeah. my it's my script. I yeah. And so he ends up they get into this huge battle about it and ends up uh, I didn't know this. he ends up winning 
and so he can release his book. Badass. Who the fuck do you think you are fuck to tell you. Quentin Tarantino he can't release a book about his own script? And it's about... It's not like the script, right? Yeah. It's just about it? Well, I, I don't know necessarily, but it's still in poor taste. Like, it's, I agree. That's shitty. Like, yeah, I agree. There's no reason for you to not let him do that. Uh, it's just an incredibly poor taste. But uh, um, so Quentin Tarantino watched the movie and hated it so much. Really? He hates this movie. Like, he is quoted saying, I wish they wouldn't put my name on that piece of shit. Um, it's like his there, fucking movie there, through and there through. Is, there is a story about... I, well, let me is see. it because there's not enough shots of feet in the I movie? I don't know, man. There's I, some feet shots. I don't know. Let me try to see. Let me realize which of the actors it was. Because there was... Um, there was an incident. Um, so during filming, Juliette Lewis actually broke Tom Sizemore's nose when she slams uh, Skagnetti's face into the wall. That happened. That would um, piss me <laughs> off. God. Um, I'm trying to. I'm trying to find where it was. So. Oh yeah, I watched the director's cut too. So there was some shit in there that wasn't uh oh. there, that wasn't in When the... this movie started because of how it was filmed and looked so weird and shitty, I thought I downloaded a cam. Dude, yeah. I was like, what the <laughs> what fuck, the fuck is, is, this? is going on, dude? Um so I can't find where it was, but so the role of Mickey was offered to uh Steve Buscemi and someone else. I can't remember the other actor's name, but Quentin Tarantino said, if you take the role in that movie, you will never be in one of my movies. I will never cast you in one of my movies. If you, if you. Who? It was, it was to Steve Buscemi and another actor. Um, let me see if I can find it. Uh, Steve. Steve's like, dude, I'm not getting cut off from yeah, Tarantino. Uh, yeah. The, uh, uh, Steve Buscemi, natural born killers. Quentin. It's like, I, at least I'll have spy kids. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll always have spy kids. Um, let me see, because Soup was reading these off to me as, um, as Tim Roth and Steve Buscemi. There we go. Hold on. Um, Quentin Tarantino fucking, because uh, Quentin Tarantino planned to film this all himself, but he was like, you know what, I'll I'll sell it, and that's what, when Oliver I mean, Stone comes beef? in. What's his beef um, with the movie? The director made numerous rewrites until it was nearly unrecognizable from Tarantino's original intentions. The whole subtext about the media's obsession and marketing of violence was Stone's doing. So apparently they were never supposed to be, like, super popular. Um, Quentin was displeased. I like that aspect I of the too. movie. I do, too. Because what I really liked about the movie was they made everyone awful. Yeah. Everyone yeah. is awful. And, like... Uh, you know, like the media is is just the killers too. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I kind of like that message. I get that. Yeah. So it says Quentin was displeased with the changes, despised the finished product, and disowned his contribution. Even with his vocal disdain, numerous people still group this movie in as a as a Tarantino flick, even though it is to tonally different from the rest of his works. His original script Fucking was no eventually published. I. I no, I isn't. get I think it's not like it's really not Dude, like any the, other Tarantino film. And the multi film. animation stuff that reminded me so much of Kill Bill. Yeah, yeah. That's you fair. remember that yeah. shit? Yeah. Um, I, I I that surprises the hell out of me. So Tim Roth and Steve Buscemi were both oh, offered Tim roles. Roth. Yeah, that makes. We're both offered roles in this film. The relationship with Quentin Tarantino is the primary reason why they turned down the offer to partake in the project. Quentin told them both told both of them 
that he would never cast them in anything again if they took the parts. The legendary director eventually used Roth again in The it, Hateful Eight. Hateful Eight, yeah, yeah. And Bushimi is still waiting for a call. The last I was going to say, Bushimi didn't get another movie. Yeah, the last, the, last, uh, the last movie he appeared in from Tarantino was Pulp Fiction. Oh, yeah, yeah that's right. He did. Uh, he, he had a super shitty little role in yeah, it. He yeah, was yeah. just the waiter, the bellhop fucking, waiter. Maybe Bushimi should have... Uh, it should have just been in this movie. Uh, fuck it. Maybe they should, I thought this movie was cool as fuck. Uh, so this one says, the, uh, the last act of the movie is set in a prison. The two leads await transfer to a psychiatric hospital. These scenes are filmed at the Stateville Correctional Center, which was a functioning prison at the time oh. and still operates today. Oh, cool. Not only that, but many of the extras were actual inmates, most of whom And they were, really stabbed each other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> most of whom were incarcerated for unspeakably violent crimes. Extras were eventually brought in because the prison went on lockdown, but the real-life inmates still made it into the film. Tight. Uh, That's cool. Dude, so, the prison scene... Is so dynamic and in like tons of moving set pieces, like oh, yeah, very yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, it's insane. It'd be technically very challenging scene to film. Like, um, it, this also says Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg. Uh, Oliver Stone wanted to get uh, him involved for the soundtrack, but Warner Bros. was wholly against the idea because the rapper was on trial for murder at the time. They're he like, was, all right, this is, is yeah, too much. He was never <laughs> accused true. of pulling the trigger, but instead he yeah, his allegedly drove the the car during the drive-by he shooting. He cleared those charges. Yeah, that's uh, uh Martha Stewart's a felon, not dude, Snoop Dogg. Yeah, no shit. It's <laughs> fucking, that's crazy that he was on. Everybody forgets um, that Snoop was like actually with the shits back in the 90s. Oh, yeah, they think They're he's like, just Uncle some Snoop dude Snoop who They're like, Uncle Snoop smokes weed. Yeah. I was like, yeah. But, he, but he's like hurt people. Yeah. He's done that. Yeah. He was the actual gangster. There's a lot of shit going uh, on back in the 90s. Dude, the 90s were fucking... So you want to hear about uh, what was inspired by this movie? I Hold don't have as we got we oh. got a, there's a few more oh, okay. facts here that I'm reading off this website because it's the one that had that had the same thing as a uh, that had the Bushimi thing. Uh, Robert Richardson's was the director of photography and served the same role on several prior Stone films like Platoon, Wall Street, and JFK. He had notably troubled time during this production. He didn't want to make it in the first place, and his wife, who had recently almost died during childbirth, said she would leave him if he made the movie. He eventually took the job, but uh, the two-month shooting schedule was miserable, and he suffered several injuries when behind camera. It's up to uh, Jesus, it's up to him to say if the if the finished project was worth it, but the resulting work was magnificent. He has since worked on numerous iconic films like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and The Hateful Eight. His recent Scarface. work with Tarantino is somewhat, yeah, yeah, <laughs> dude, absolutely. It's like kind of nuts that Oliver Stone directed this movie. Like, yeah, he's the one who directs like all the like most, well, not all of them, but some of the most famous presidential movies, yeah. like JFK and Nixon. Mm-hmm. Those movies are huge. Uh, and W with Josh Brolin. Then there's the Coca-Cola debacle. Um, advertisements are in. Uh, interspersed throughout the film as a way to show the comforting nature of commercials on television. I liked that commercial in the yes, middle of it. Yes, there's something familiar and safe on a medium that so uh, so often want viewers to be scared. Uh, sorry, they're often familiar and safe on a medium that so often want viewers to be scared. Yeah, I really liked that like I cutting liked those it a lot. together. Yeah, I, I was liked like, it a lot that's because that's what's happening. Yeah. Like they're sitting at TV watching this prison riot and then and it cuts to a commercial. commercial yeah. yeah. Considering the graphic content, it is surprising Coca-Cola allowed their brand to be featured Shocking. in such fashion. Reportedly, the company approved it before realizing what kind of movie it was. Maybe they didn't know the name, but the wholesome possibility like what wholesome possibilities could come from a title like Natural, Natural Born, Born Killers. Killers. 
They're like, um, ah, fuck it, I don't then care. Then there's Wayne Gale's accident. Uh, Wayne Gale was not intended to have an Australian accent. Oh, I said accent. Sorry, not accent. Oh, I was like, what happened uh, to him? Wayne Gale was not intended to have an Australian accent, but the feature, uh, the feature came... At Robert Downey Jr.'s insistence, insistence. to prepare knew- for the part, he spent time with controversial journalist <laughs> Steve Dunle- Dunleavy, who hails from Australia. Controversial journalist Steve Dunleavy, who is that? I'm looking him up. Um, I just knew. I was like, it was Robert. I was Downey like, RDJ yeah, made them yeah. do that. Their time together. The must- accent sucked. <clears throat> yeah, it, it was, was not awful. good. It was not good. Their time together must have been a big impact on the actor. Actor because he then asked Oliver Stone if he could play the part with an accent. It's hard to say if it really. Had an impact or not, but it's nonetheless a great role. Um, Tori Amos almost played Mallory, really. Tori Amos, a legendary songwriter, piano player, but also pursued, pursued acting for a time. The songstress was in talks with Stone to portray Mallory, but negotiations quickly fell apart when the director mentioned wanting to use the song, quote, me and a gun during a murder scene. Uh-oh. The song is about the song is about her experience with sexual assault, so she was understandably offended by the suggestion and also, reportedly yeah. slapped him for the idea. Okay. The movie was insensitive by its nature, but using someone's real life trauma to film ma- as a filmmaking tool across the That's pretty the line. insane. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um, Rodney Dangerfield wrote his own lines. <laughs> Obviously. Rodney yeah, Dan- I, I'd say, yeah. 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 <laughs> Rodney yeah. Dangerfield's role. You can't write Rodney he, Dangerfield. Yeah, lines. he's just Rodney. Yeah, yeah, he's just Rodney Dangerfield. Rodney Dangerfield's role as Mallory's abusive father on the Twisted Family sitcom interpretation of her home life was as. Simultaneously puzzling as it was perfect, the legendary comedian pulled off his perverse part like a champ, even though he himself didn't quite understand why such a dark subject matter was handled like a bad joke. Dude. (laughs) Rodney wrote all of his own lines, which goes to show how unhinged some uh, comedians' minds can be. And the last one they have on here is famous actors and deleted scenes. Every film has deleted scenes, but sometimes an actor's entire performance is is left on the cutting room floor. Which was the case with Ashley Judd and Dennis Leary in Natural Born Killers. Oh, Dennis Leary, really? uh, Judd filmed a courtroom scene as the sole survivor of a sorority house massacre. Mickey Cross examines her and ends the questioning. That's post-Bundy, too. Yeah, yeah. God damn. Mickey Cross examines her and ends the questioning by stabbing her to death. Leary filmed the monologue as a prisoner in his classic manic, uh, manic manner of speaking. Um, and that's from ScreenRant.com, by the way, just to source that. But yeah, right on. It's crazy. Pretty crazy. It's crazy. Uh, so knowing what we know about the movie now, kind of makes sense. Natural Born Killers is probably one of the most copycat crimed movies of all oh, time, yeah, yeah, and definitely one of the one we'll cover the most this season, as there's multiple crimes related to yeah. the movie. Um, so the first one I was going to cover was the Kennedys of Oklahoma, the Edmondsons. Um, Sarah Edmondson had a high school dropout boyfriend. I remember, always a good start for always our a good start. Yeah, high uh, school dropout. Remember, guys, just finish it. Just finish high yeah. school. I think it makes your it's chances so of being easy. a serial killer like eighty percent. It's less. so easy. Just finish it. Um, his name was Benjamin Doris, and he was eighteen years old. So they were both eighteen at the time. Uh, in 1995, they spent the night in a family cabin. Took some LSD and watched uh, Natural Born Killers over and over. Jesus Christ. Then they drove to a Grateful Dead concert, but the concert was actually a week prior. Nice. So then nice. They, <laughs> they went to Hernando, Mississippi and were bored. So they went to a liquor store and shot a 50 year old man, a uh, 58 year old man twice, killing him and took his wallet. Uh, they, Sarah actually like came back in after they had shot him and got his wallet. Oh yeah. She's like, wait a minute. I oh, forgot shit. something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the next day they go to a time saver gas station in, um, 
Ponchatoula, Louisiana, and Edmondson walks up to a 35-year-old store clerk, Patsy Byers, and shoots her in the neck, paralyzing her. Damn. She does not die. Um, actually, this was the one that they walked out and stolen the money. I got that mixed up. Okay. Um, so then they're on their week, the run for weeks, and no one can find them. And there's no leads for the murders because yeah. if you just have a revolver, it's just a dead body. Yeah, there's yeah. nothing anybody yeah. can do about it. Um, the FBI then went to Sarah's parents' house in June, and they said that she wasn't there. Uh, so they got a warrant, and they looked through the house, and the dad tells the FBI in um, investigation that, oh, yeah, he did have a thirty-eight revolver, and he left it at his lake cabin. Oh. Um, at the time, her father was a district court judge, but now works as the Oklahoma Supreme Court. Really? Her grandfather was a congressman. Her great uncle was the governor of Oklahoma, and he, and eventually U.S. senator. And her uncle was the attorney general of Oklahoma. Jesus Christ! Yeah. what's what is it with like powerful families like that? They gotta go the like most killers, nuts. yeah, like in their like just doing some off the wall shit. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, so that. Giving that as a little bit of backstory, when the daughter arrived late that night, the father turned her over to the authorities. Okay. Because he's not going to yeah, do any he can't kooky bullshit. No. Uh, Jim himself read. Hey, hey! Get out of there. Get out of there. There you go. Yeah. Get out of there. Jim, the court uh, father himself, um, read her the Miranda rights no as shit. they were arresting her. That's yeah. crazy. Which I was like, God Dude, damn, tough. that's got to sting. Tough. I'll see you in court, yeah. honey. <laughs> <laughs> um, they arrested Doris, the boyfriend, put his bond at 500000 while Sarah's bond was at a million dollars. What, really? Yeah. 500000 Bro! Orgus, yeah, stop. Fucking... Uh, I think it was because her family was powerful and rich, and so the bond is, like, she has a higher flight yeah, risk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Dara, Doris claimed that Sarah was the mastermind of the whole thing, but Sarah told the authorities, um, with her super excellent lawyer, that Doris was obsessed with natural-born killers and had wanted to replicate it and was the primary reason behind the crime. The she claimed that she was afraid of him, and that's why she took the thirty-eight uh -huh. revolver with them for protection. Uh -huh. Oh sure. yeah, sure, yeah. sure. That's it. Doris got thirty-five years in prison for the robbery and uh, life without parole for the murder. Damn. Uh, Sarah got second-degree murder, armed robbery. Hold on. Hold oh on. Hold my on. god. Hold on. Yeah, get her. Yeah. I'll hold her gut up like this. She can't leave. Hey, you're What's... not allowed to get on my. She's desk. so obsessed. You're not allowed to get. Yeah, get her out of here. You're banished. Get the hell out of here. Um, Sarah got second-degree murder, armed robbery, illegal firearm use, and was sentenced to 30 years in prison but got out after 11 no on shit. parole. Oh, my God. Wow. The one with the governor dad or yeah. governor uncle and the judge dad gets only gets 11 early. years after. Hmm, yeah. The, to be fair... The guy shot both yeah, the people. That's, so. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. The paralyzed victim sued the two, as well as Time Warner and the film's director, but it was dismissed when she died of cancer. So oh, damn. We don't know how that got decided. Damn. Her life sucked. Miserable, sad, yeah, and horrible fuck, existence. Dude. Yeah, awful. She that's only rough. She was 35 years old and paralyzed and then t got cancer and died in two years. Dude, isn't that a, that's a, a weird, yeah, tragic what a fucking, tale. Of, yeah. The cancer was unrelated to getting shot in yeah. the spine. That's what awful. The fuck? Yeah, really sad. Crazy coincidence when, uh, when I was researching this that 
because Sarah Edmondson is a Canadian actress who was in and spoke out about the NXIVM cult. Really? Yeah. So no I shit. was trying to figure out what the fuck happened to Sarah Edmondson, and I was like, then she got an NXIVM? And I was like, oh, no. no. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's a different lady yeah. completely. I, I don't know what happened to uh, Sarah Edmondson. She, I think she's still alive because I think it would probably get news that she died. Yeah, yeah. Um, couldn't find anything about her. Presumably just living her life happy after um, killing those pe- that person. So that's yeah. a brutal story. Uh, another story that gets thrown around a lot was the Heath High School shooting of 1997 where 14-year-old Michael Carneal went to school with like six rifles, four twenty two rifles. What? Really? I know. Two Winchester How? lever actions, four uh, twenty two r- rifles, He's got- and a Ruger twenty two handgun. He goes in and only bag? shoots the ha- with the handgun and surrenders immediately. What? I was like, what? What are you? What was your? <laughs> Look, I don't. You don't need to get into like why didn't you kill more people? Yeah. But I'm like, why did you bring yeah, all the you other? You brought stuff? all the guns and then he's like, well, fuck. I guess I do only have yeah. the one hand. Um, fires. Uh, it shoots eight people. Uh, kills five, I believe it was. Oh, damn. Attorney of the parents for the murdered children, Jack Thompson, fucking throws a kitchen sink at whoever would catch it. Filed a $33 million lawsuit against Time Warner, Polygram Film, Palm Pictures, Island Pictures, New Line Cinema, I'm not done, Atari, Nintendo, Sony Computer Entertainment. Specifically mentioned were Natural Born Killers, the 1995 film The Basketball Diaries, as well as the video games Doom, Redneck Rampage, Nightmare Creatures, Resident Evil, and Mortal Kombat. Thompson argued that the films and games had encouraged Carnegie to act the way he did and that Doom had provided him with excellent target practice. Whatever, It was dismissed. Get out of here. Dude, so that's why I was like... I've never heard of uh, Redneck Rampage. No, I actually wanted... What was the Basketball Diaries? Because I was like, why was that? related is there oh leonardo dicaprio's in it really yeah two million dollars oh biographical crime film oh it's young leo oh very sexy young, young romeo leo very very young leo he, this is the leo that he would date yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh it didn't do very good i don't know why that one was la- listed at all uh, uh there's like drugs de- and shooting yeah, a and, bunch of degenerate kids um yeah that one so this was like the 90s was uh, when, um, like, the panic about video games yeah, was starting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we were kind of <laughs> ending the satanic panic. We were bored. We we're like, what do we blame all of our yeah, societal yeah. issues on? What do we we're blame like, my bad Video games. On. Also, if you've ever played video games and you've ever shot a gun, you would realize that those two have pretty much no Nothing, shareable yeah. traits. Yeah, Absolutely not. Uh, also, if you played <laughs> Doom, you would realize... It's not at all viable yeah. that that's shooting uh, practice. You can be a fucking D1 level Call of Duty player, and I assure you, you won't be able to shoot a gun for shit. No. Yeah. Guaranteed. Oh, that's just text. Uh, so that was just a kind of a one that gets mentioned a lot, but I don't really think is related. The Columbine Massacre, as oh, I'm absolutely. sure you're familiar yeah. with, uh, actually does have some valid ties to the movie. Yeah. Harrison Klebold both loved the movie, yep. and they used Natural Born Killers as a code shorthand for the massacre that they were planning. Yeah. They also had some really jerk-off journal entries that were trying to channel the nonsense that Woody Harrelson was saying <laughs> yep. about how like natural and true it is. Yeah. There's, quote, because your mommy and daddy told you blood and violence is bad, you think it's a fucking law of nature? Wrong. Only science and math are true. <laughs> everything, and I mean everything else, is fucking man-made. And I'm like, shut up, whatever, nerd. you Bunch idiot of fucking child. Little I'm 14, and this is yeah, deep bullshit. Yeah. 
They also found in the uh, basement tapes mentions of, like, people would probably want to make movies about what they did yeah, and yeah. that they thought Tarantino should direct it. Which I think is kind of funny because he wrote the movie and fucking hated yeah, it fucking and didn't direct it. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. They were morons saying, I'm glad they're dead. Uh, Big same. Let's see. Another one tangentially related, really. Frontier Middle School shooting of 96, I think it was, was when a 14-year-old boy, Barry Lucatus, came into algebra dressed as a gunslinger with a fucking duster on. Nice. And shot three... A, I know. Jesus, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and shot three students... That's where the trench coat and duster yeah, fear yeah, came from, was yeah, the 90s. Yeah. Um, three students and a teacher got shot and uh, killing all but one student who had to be airlifted out and survived. After the shooting, Barry had wanted to take a hostage to leave safely, so the coach had showed up, one of the, and he was like, I'll do it, uh, you know, volunteer, yeah, yeah, yeah. keep the kids safe. As they were making their way out of the school, the coach grabbed the gun and wrestled the boy to the ground, subduing him until the police arrived, which is bad. That's fucking tight. You probably should have brought a weaker hostage dude, a I, fucking I, coach, I, dude. <laughs> like, I'm like, you're a 14-year-old boy, you're like, yeah, I got coach. Yeah, yeah, anyone in the school that's going to whoop your ass, and, the coach is... You know, he grabbed the gun and wrestled it away because I'm sure he did the movie shit of putting the gun in his back, yeah, which yeah, is the stupidest yeah. fucking thing. Um, Barry was obsessed with violent movies and books and quoted uh, natural bone killers often, and court records show that he had rented the movie seven times. Damn, what is this kid's name again? Uh, Barry? Barry, and then L-O-U-K-A-I-T-I-S. Locatus? Yeah, I think that's okay. Greek. Um, and that's honestly it that I thought was really worth getting into, and there's not that much detail because there weren't complicated crimes because the movie's not that complicated. Yeah, and it's not. So, like, online, you'll find a ton of different stories about shit like 23-year-old man killing the parents of his 12-year-old girlfriend, yeah. which is his sex no, life, so yeah. that he could marry them. <laughs> Kids mm. killing their parents when something bad happens to them and running away. Yep. People running away and killing people away from their home and having smelled that movie the night before yeah, yeah. or people who simply use the phrase at any point in their life natural born killer yep. and kill somebody and then they're like this movie did it so i don't really buy how much of it is attributed but i do agree like you know it's kind of crazy that oliver stone's like i'm decrying the media in this movie for glorifying the killers because they're the killers too yeah and then he glorifies the yeah. killers yeah in his movie. Because, like, I do <laughs> think that making everyone in the movie shitty kind of, like, justifies killing them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. everybody fucking dies. Yeah, yeah, everybody And does. I'm like, I don't think... And, like, they get away and they're happy. And I'm like, with the whole speech about how natural it is... It definitely seems like there's kind of shit that edgy insults yeah. would be like. This is true, this and is, I believe. I it. am. I. I. Uh, I self-identify with one of these characters. So, um, like, that's why I don't know. What was that other one? That oh, the Joker, the 2019 Joker. That is like you know, insult fucking fantasy. Oh, you fucking, know, through and, and through. Insult's wet dream. And I'm just dude. like. Even, Natural Born Killers is cool. It was a really cool yeah, movie. Yeah, I was, always feel weird about it because I'm like, yeah, this movie is all wrong, you know? Yeah. But I'm also like, art needs can't just, I don't know. It's not, it's purpose of art isn't always to explicitly condemn. And sometimes 
adoration is a condemnation. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of a weird, complicated thing. But I mostly think all the hype and hysteria around this movie is 90s bullshit. It, it, well, yeah. I 90s mean, bullshit. Like you said, it went right with the whole... Uh, it went right with the entirety of, like, video games and movies and yeah. media ruining Doom. our children. Yeah, like, get the fuck out of here, man. You can make a decent argument for, like... I don't know. There was that one. There was like a serial killer game at one point that I was like, probably shouldn't do that one. Uh, was it Manhunt? Yes, Manhunt. Wasn't oh, there I one Bully? Isn't Bully pretty bad? No, Bully's not like a serial killer game. Bully is just you're a kid who goes to school and you fight jocks and everything like that. Really? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Manhunt came out in 2003, so this was before then. Um, let me see. Postal. I think my, I think the one you might be talking about is Oh, there was Postal. controversy. Oh, I forgot that was a Rockstar game. What? Manhunt? A uh, bully. Oh yeah, it was. Dude, yeah. Rockstar was on. I would one. love I would fucking love for them to remake it. Yeah, Postal came out in 1997 and you're basically uh it's published by Ripcord Games in 1997. Um basically you go around and you just murder people. Like that's that's what it is. You just walk around. Yeah. Fucking. Not great. Shooting people. Probably um, shouldn't do stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, You probably shouldn't um, have, like, ISIS training camp video no, games. You know for, what I yeah, mean? Like. A hundred percent. And I just don't. I think Natural Born Killers. I don't know. This, this, this whole season's really interesting because I hate blaming things on things. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, I do think that people do shit because it's cool in movies. Like absolutely. Why? Like, why do you think all the fucking like Republican larpers who go out and like put plate carriers on and march on the yeah. Capitol do that shit because they think they look cool? Yeah, they think it's they in look the cool, movies and the media and the like bullshit. Fucking nerds. They look like fucking nerds. Bro, the late '90s and early 2000s was like a fucking cesspool for terrible, like horrible video games. Yeah, it was. Um, I like, mean, like Manhunt. I loved Manhunt, but the it industry was, was so different. Yeah, it was, it was so different. So many indie artists, like, and and you also again, that's what I was about to say. You have so many people making their own video yeah. games. Like, there's a game called uh, Ethnic Cleansing where you just go around and murder minorities. I'm afraid. Uh, it was it was uh, created by white supremacists, obviously. Oh, okay. Um, but it's like an actual game, and it was it's fucking, dude. It's ridiculous. oh man, we could do a season on games extremists. Yeah, play. that's true. Yeah, honest or just fucking like controversial video games of all Something time. That would be a good yeah. season. Yeah, that'd be a really Hell good yeah. season. Maybe we, I don't know. Try to play them if we can. Yeah, see what we could do. See what we can get on. I mean, yeah. I'm sure I can find for like a com my computer download. Oh yeah, whatever. Emulate, yeah, yeah. Let's do that. Uh, that's a good idea. Yeah, all right. It's a really good idea. All right, all right. Um, so I'm not playing ethnic cleansing. No, I'm not playing that. Snacks <laughs> in place. Yeah, <laughs> that, that headline that, alone yeah, would just cancel kill you. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. All right. Is that all you got? That is it. You Incredible. Know, no long stories. It's just like. The 90s feels weird because it's, like, I feel like it's kind of the transition to, like, what we accept as our backdrop. Yeah, yeah. But back then, it was, like, wild as it was coming up, you know? I don't know. Everything was so new, and people were still trying to, like, figure out. The, yeah, internet, video games. Traverse the internet. Media, yeah, yeah, dude. It's it, it was The 90s were a, a wild time for they media. Were. Yeah. For a fucking just a wild time for media. Um, all right, well, uh, I think that's it. That is it. Next weekend, I don't even know what fucking movie we're covering. I don't this, either. We can only do like two more. Yeah, I know. That's I it. have no clue. So uh, we might record a little bit later next weekend as well. We've got 
Unless we need to record the other podcast. Yeah, we do. We do. We'll figure that we'll out. We'll figure it out. Um, so, uh, yeah, thanks for stopping by. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for week. liking. Someone thanks recently for... liked one of our com- our podcasts. It's very is helpful. It on, it's good for is our stats. Is it on Podbean? Is that where they like it? That's where it shows up. It shows I don't up. know where they like it, oh, though. Okay. Yeah. yeah, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, and download. That would be greatly appreciated. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. Have a good one. Love you so much. Bye-bye.